you're entering a world of pain. Boy, you're in a heap of trouble. Painful, agonizing, failure. Take what you can. Give nothing back. Your entrance was good, his was better. The difference? Grab on, hey, God! You can't break me now. I got gas in the tank. I got money in the bank. I got news for you, baby. You're looking at the man. I got skin in the game. What's up? The intro always throws me off a little bit because I'm like, oh, this isn't the normal intro. Uh, it's weird. I made it. I should know. Uh, welcome back to Your List Sucks. Uh, we are in the second of four weeks in our top 40 musical series, and I am um, in pain. Uh, but we got ourselves the uh, the squad back for what we're going to call callbacks. If last week was auditions, tonight is callbacks. Uh, Matthew, uh, last week... Third place, I believe. Uh, do you second place? Second. Se second place. Yeah. Second place. I can't remember. Second place. All right. So you were like the first understudy. Uh, how do you think you're gonna like win the part this week? I do not think I'm gonna win this week. I I would be shocked if I am not last. All right. Well, I we love the confidence. Andrew Barr. Uh, yeah. Third third place last week. Yeah. Uh, but you uh you you give me classic films to watch are you giving me anything uh new modern this century to watch i sure as shit am apparently there, there you go apparently do you forget your own list uh spence last week you caused me the most pain you forced me to watch a polish musical uh starring mermaids uh will you be forcing me to watch anything not in the english language this week I don't think. Well, technically, maybe. I love the confidence, Holzman. You won last week, uh, despite not knowing what a musical is. Uh, somehow, <laughs> uh, will you uh, be giving me non-musicals again this week? And do you think you can? First things first. The only person on this panel who put a movie who didn't put a movie that you don't consider a musical still managed to get last place. So, uh, jot that down. Uh, <laughs> Second of all, I think I think we'll do really well. I think really there's only one movie you'll have a problem with. There's one movie that I don't know if you'll love, but I know there's no way we're talking about it this week. Um, and then, yeah, I am also in a situation where there is a movie that I have in this range that is it not in English? That depends on your personal choices. <laughs> that depends on your definition of the word English. No, that depends on... I don't like choices. that. Don't like it's, that. It's praise. All right. All right, so uh, with that, we'll go ahead. We'll get into it uh, as we uh, always do with the 30 through 28. Uh, so, Matthew, go ahead. Hit me with your number 30 through your number 28. My 30 is Bell. Uh, yikes in this episode. My 29 is My Fair Lady. Yikes. Yikes to a future episode. And my 28 is Top Hat. <laughs> All right, talk about Top Hat. Uh, yeah, Top Hat, I, I just, I'm a huge fan of Astaire and Rogers, and I think just their chemistry together is fantastic. Uh, it's a comedy of misunderstandings, so I feel like if you aren't a fan of that, you probably won't like it too much. But I think the energy that they have and just all the dancing, 
uh, is incredible. I think the camera work also does a great job of just showing how well they can dance and sing. Uh, and I, I think it's it's a fun time. And the, the songs are also great. So I like this one, actually. I actually had a great time with it. Um, I thought that uh, this one was actually really funny. I think maybe that's because of the uh, the 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 uh, was easy Russian Jack Polish uh, the the yeah. the guy with the accent. Uh, yeah. I think he's. I thought he was really good. I thought he was like really funny uh, to play opposite of. It, it felt very much like a hijink story. Again, like with every Fred Astaire musical, the music is almost inconsequential. It just lets him tap dance. Um, so I don't think the musical elements are like great. But for a movie, I thought it was actually a really fun comedy. Um, and I think, like you said, it's a comedy of misunderstandings and of comedy of errors, really. Uh, so, yeah, I uh, I liked it. I'm not going to kill you for it. I enjoyed it. Uh, no one else gets to talk. So, uh, yeah, we're going to go on to Bar. Uh, let's see if you have musicals made this century. Okay. My number 30 is The Muppets. Yikes. Uh, yike. Uh, actually, I have it in the same range. Cool. Spence, uh, is it a yikes to a later episode or this later episode? Okay. Yeah. Uh, my number 29 is Come From Away, the pro shop. Yikes to a future episode. And my number 28 is Invites. Yikes to a yikes. future episode. Yeah, cool. This is going to be a short episode then. Uh, Spence. My 30 is In the Heights. Yikes. Yeah. Yeah. 29 is Bell. Yeah, it's still later in the episode. has come from away. Yeah, it's a future episode. <laughs> Holy shit, this is going to be a short episode. <laughs> okay, I think I'm going to get to talk about at least one of these. Uh, my 30 is the animated Mulan. All right. Uh, my 29 was 2011's The Muppets. Fuck you. And my 28 is Into the Woods, but not the movie, the 1991 Pro Shot with Bernadette. Peters. Oh, you beautiful bastard. Oh, that was, that was never right. a movie on this list. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, number 30, Mulan. Uh, I limited myself to a very small number of animated movies. I wanted to try uh, and uh, show more love to live action films. I limited myself to a certain number of Pro Shots and a certain number of animated films. Uh, and Mulan was one of the animated movies that made this list. I think just the animation of it is beautiful. I think all of the music is fantastic. Let's Get Down to Business is a really great, like, pump you up song. Uh, Reflection is a really nice ballad. Girl Worth Fighting For is fantastic. Uh, and the way that the music just, like, suddenly stops with that song the moment they come upon the village that is burned to the ground. Um, I think the story is really, really interesting. I think Mulan is a fantastic protagonist. Um, yeah, just all around a great, great Disney movie. Uh, and then my 28 was the pro shot of Into the Woods from 1991. Um, yeah, Into the Woods is a musical that I really like. Uh, I think the movie uh, does not do a great job of adapting it, in my personal opinion, or at least adapting the second half. Um, but yeah, this version, by being as true as possible to the stage version, works for me. This is a musical I really like. One of the first musicals I was ever in, so it does hold a special place in my heart. Uh, Bernadette Peters as the witch is absolutely incredible. The woman deserves all the love in the world. Um, Chip Zian as the baker is really, really fun. 
Um, I love uh, that they include the narrator and the way the narrator's story goes in the second half, which I think that missing is the big thing that hurts the movie. Um, and just the way that it does is, and the way that it goes in the pro shot is a lot better. I won't spoil it for people who haven't seen it. Uh, the whole thing's available on YouTube if you haven't watched it. But yeah, just a lot of fun, great music, a fun story, and like Bernadette Peters. Need I say more? Okay. Uh, so Mulan. Um, I don't love Mulan the way everyone else does. I am completely in the minority on that one. I think it's good. I enjoy it. I think it's a good movie. Um, it's just not my favorite of the Disney ones. I don't go back to this one a lot. Um, I don't know why. It's nothing really against the movie. I like Mushu. I like the protagonist of Mulan a lot. I like the music of Mulan. I think it's just I don't care too much for the actual plot. Where it's like I feel like I like the group together when they're like getting ready for fights. And then maybe when the actual fighting starts... I get lost a bit, like I lose interest a bit, which is weird for a movie that's supposed to be like actiony. I don't know. Mulan's just weirdly a movie that doesn't work as well for me as others. Um, nothing against the movie. I just have a weird relationship with Mulan, so I won't kill you for it. Um, Into the Woods. This is uh, this is this is this is where I am the law and you are wrong. Uh, I think the movie's better than the pro shot. Um, and I'll be honest. I think the movie, having now seen Into the Woods pro shot the way it's intended to be the movie did the right thing trimming the fuck out of this unnecessarily long musical there are so many redundant things that are done in the show that don't need to be here the encore of agony does not need to exist uh most of the like the the narrator does not need to be a character i think he is unnecessary to the entire story i think that um my other big issue is like in the opening, this is a minor, not even a spoiler. The opening number, how the witch is just like, yo, but you had a sister. Rapunzel is like a really dumb introduction to that element. I think the movie does it so much better where it's like, no, but you had a sister. And then you find about, out about Rapunzel later. I think that's just a better narrative decision. I think Bernadette Peters is great. I think her performance is really worth watching. I like the guy who plays the baker fine. Um, I think he and Corden are about equal in the role. Um... I think that Blunt is better than whoever is the Baker's wife in this. I think the Baker's wife is actually quite awful in this oh. pro shot. Um, I mean, the Wolf's better than Johnny Depp, but Johnny Depp can't fucking sing. So, like, sure. Um, yeah, I don't know. At the end of the day, I think that it's good. It's like watching the director's cut of something that I think was already good. There's just more of it. Um, I think that on the whole, the movie's better. I just think the movie has a better cast. I think Meryl Streep is incredible as the witch and honestly is almost comparable to Bernadette Peters. I think they're pretty even. Um, I think both are incredible in that part. So, uh, especially you don't get to talk. Uh, and Can then, um, most, please. oh no, sucks. You suck. Guess what? It's my show. Fuck off. Uh, at least for, at least for two more weeks. Uh, but yeah, I, I, I think having into the woods, this is fine. I think you're just being a little bit of a bitch by saying the movie sucks. It's weird. The movie's better than this. Anyway, uh, everyone grow up. Movie's great. Uh, all right. That is everyone's bottom range. Uh, all right, Matthew, uh, 27 through 24. Let's, let's, let's take me on a journey. Maybe you'll, maybe you'll actually get to talk this time. Okay. Uh, my 27 is Mary Poppins Returns. All right, good. 
yeah, I mean, I am a really, I really like Mary Poppins Returns. I feel like when I watched it, it just kind of made me feel like a kid again. And I, I, I really like that feeling. Uh, I think Emily Blunt is fantastic putting her own spin on the character. Uh, and, uh, you know, they're different. Uh, so, like, you know, I'm not going to compare her to Julie Andrews. They're very different characters. I, I think Emily Blunt is really good. Uh, Lin-Manuel Miranda is fantastic, too. I think, uh, he, and the music, I really like. I think uh, the dance choreography for uh, a Triple Little Light Fantastic is really fun. I I like the main characters and the kids that we follow. I, I really love the mix, including the 2D animation scene as well. Uh, I just always enjoy seeing the mix of 2d and live action and yeah i this is a great time spence you also had it so go ahead it's good uh it was no it was previously higher and then i sat with it i'm like do i really like it that much and no not really it, it's it's that borderline of like literally it was this or and Cody, I hate this cabaret with my 41 those who were fighting it out for the last spot and i just I think this is good and it's fun. I think at the end of the day, it's hard not to compare it to a factually probably perfect film and seeing how it basically tells the same story and adds other aspects. I didn't really find myself attached to it, but that being said, I still think all the music is fantastic. Emily Blunt is incredible and probably deserved an Oscar nomination for her performance. I think she's fantastic. And I love like all the sporting guys, especially Ben Whishaw. Just, man, is a pure delight in anything he's in. I... It's a good time, but it's not like the best thing out there. Okay. I really like Mary Poppins Returns. Um, I think this is like a really delightful, fun musical, and I have no issues with this being here. Um, I think the big criticism that everyone has is that it's a beat-for-beat remake of the first one, essentially. And it's like, if you're going to remake the first one, you're remaking a great movie, and it's just as good as the first one. It's the same thing over again. They just put new people in it. I think Emily Blunt is great as Mary Poppins. I think she's phenomenal. Um, I think she does a great job of doing her own thing with Julie Andrews' character. Like, they feel like the same, two sides of the same coin is the way I would say it. Two sides of the same performance. Um, I love a cover is not the book. Like, I think that's like a phenomenal musical number. Um, and like, you know, I'm a show. Lin-Manuel Miranda does a great inclusion. I think he's really fun in this. I think he's so fun. Triple Light, fantastic. Great musical number. Um... Yeah, I like it. I think this any higher than this range, we would have problems. Um, but I think that having it, I'm not going to crucify you. Uh, Did you just say that they are equal movies? They're the same movie. One's just new. Cody, please stay here. Stay They're here. the same Cody. movie. <laughs> They're like the same. Listen, I'm not going to stay long. This is your show. I'm letting you have these four weeks. But if you say any more dumb things like that, you, you want, did you watch Psycho and the shot for shot Psycho and say, oh, they're equal, great films? I've never, I've never seen the shot for shot Psycho. Listen, listen, there's a lot of problems on the show. I don't think I'm ever going to have most of you on the show ever again. But that take, don't ever say that again. Ever. Valid. All Sorry, that's happened boss. is now anyway. anyone winning and losing has been invalidated. Good job. Yeah. Thanks. Yeah. Thanks. Uh, no, my show. Y'all fuck off. Uh, bar thoughts. It's no okay. It's nowhere near as good as the original. Um, 
Emily Blunt is really good. I think she does a really good job of doing her own version of Mary Poppins. Um, but I can't remember a single song from the show, aside from maybe a little bit of Triple Little Light Fantastic. Um, that's, just, that's just you being old, let's be honest. That has nothing no, to do. it's also me just like having a good the ear music for Mark great. Shaman's music. Um, you don't also, like Mark Shaman's music? He he can he can hit sometimes, but he's not a consistent songwriter in my opinion. Mm-hmm. Um, when he's good, that's, he's great. That's a take. Um, uh, but right. also for being someone who started their career as a choreographer, Rob Marshall has a hard time capturing choreography on screen. That's true, except uh, for this movie. There's constant editing, tight shots. It's like all upper body shots or lower or waist down shots. The lighting, it's dark, so you can't enjoy any of the choreography. I don't think that I, I, well, first and foremost, you're describing Triple L Light Fantastic, in which light grows gradually throughout the scene. I think uh, Mary, it does though, because it's uh, lamp lighters. It's clear to me that you have not seen this movie since theaters. Uh, but Mary Poppins Returns, I think, is great choreography. It's the best job Rob Marshall has done as a director, probably, in his career. Um, that's not hard. Holtzman. It's not hard. He's Satan incarnate as a director. But Holzman, go ahead. Um, yeah. So here's the thing. I like. I don't hate this movie by any means. There will be hell to pay from two people if another movie is not on their list. That is when me and Bar will go from this movie is overrated and not great to you are going to burn. I this just said Tapper barely missed the list. It was this really movie, close. This movie is fine. Emily Blunt is yeah. good. Lin-Manuel yeah. Miranda is good. There are good musical numbers. But this movie fails to do anything better than the original. And it is functionally the same movie. Also, yeah. that surprised so me. Both four stars. I saw from a Incorrect. They're both four-star movies. Anyway. What the? Uh, what anyway. I said that for, functionally, both are really good movies. Anyway, anyway, we're going to move on. Matthew, what's your 26? All right. My 26 is Annette. This show just got fun. This show just got fun. All right. Uh, so I was a really big fan of Annette. I just feel like the atmosphere and the weirdness to real nature of everything, I enjoyed a lot. Uh, starting us off with So May We Start is just such an engaging song and really draws you into the movie. And uh, I've never listened to the Sparks before. And I, I've listened to more of the Sparks music now, but I, I just think they they create this really cool uh, atmosphere of these songs. Like Most of the dialogue is going through song, and I, I really like it. Uh, I think... The technical stuff, like uh, this, just this dreamlike nature of it, I enjoyed. Adam Driver, I think he's really great at playing this really unlikable character, but he's he's interesting to follow. Uh, I think the puppet baby is a little bit confusing at first, but I, as the movie went along, I, I thought it was an interesting decision. I really thought it added to the themes and like symbolism of all the movies. The movie, I think, just how it deals with fame and this kind of exploitation of your child and uh, celebrity culture really uh, was was really well done. <sighs> Annette sucks. 
and that's not good. Uh, none of the music is good. I'll be honest with you. There's maybe two songs that I think are fine. Um, so maybe start is fine. Uh, it would help if like the people in the movie could like really sing. Adam Driver's not a strong singer. Uh, he's giving a good acting performance, but he's not a strong singer. And his the movie around him is not good enough to save his performance as being like okay. I think Marion Cotillard is terrible in this movie. I think she's like genuinely giving an awful acting performance, which is weird because she actually can sing. And then for some reason she chose not to in this movie. Um, what's the guy? The guy who plays Simon Halberg. Simon Halberg. Yeah, I think he's pretty good. He's not really in it. But he's pretty good. I like. I kind of like what he's doing. Um, but nah, this movie's not not a not a good one. Uh, so this is already a rough rough start for you. I'll say that this is this this being above everything you have below it. I'm like, Ugh. ooh, decisions were made, uh, and you're gonna regret them. Uh, Bar. So I haven't seen it, but I want to point out that. I'm pretty sure Coho has openly said how much he loves the scene of Adam Driver singing "Being Alive" in uh, *Marriage Story*. So the fact that he's like he can sing, I know that he can sing. Yeah, that's he, the thing so that irritates me about Annette. Makes me irritated about Annette. Both of them can sing, and they choose not to continue. No, I said I'm done because I okay, great, Holtzman. Yeah, um, I actually just rewatched this uh, like two weeks ago. Not even. Uh, it was not with the intention of it possibly making my list for the show. It was watching it to study for trivia stuff. Um, I don't hate this movie. Uh, I like Sparks as a band quite a bit, uh, which is why I think So May We Start is the best song in the show, in the in the movie, because it's the one that they perform on, and their music sounds nowhere near as good coming out of other people's mouths. It's weird um, coming out of anyone else's mouth. Very much so. Um yeah, this movie, I, I will say this movie is less a musical and more of an opera in a way. Like, this falls into an opera style where it's like all the spoken dialogue is like sing-spoken. Um, yeah, Baby Annette, puppet baby weird. Devin McDowell, what are you doing? Child? Weird is an understatement. Puppet baby, puppet baby, uh, telling the world at the Super Bowl, my father killed my mother on a boat, uh, and then him being old and falling apart. That is the that is the that is the third act. And then we basically just cut to him rotting in prison, and then she randomly turns into a real human baby. Movie bad. Uh, Spence. Movie movie not terrible. Visually, it's nice. The performances are okay. Uh, you get to see Adam Driver and Marion Cozyard bang several times, uh, but other it's than that, not well. I'm good without that visual. Spence, uh, the story isn't great. Uh, I think I, I enjoy the first half and half. The second half is like real shit. Um, Driver and Cozyard are fine, not amazing. It's like it's not it's not the worst thing on the planet. I wouldn't choose to watch it again. It should not be on this fucking list. Um, I think it's enough where it's like. Better than some of the other things that could be on here. Um, just not top 40. Okay. Matthew, what's your 25? My 25 is Swing Time. Uh, okay. So going into this movie, I watched this on HBO. And so they have this like TCM explanation video about uh, And it warned me about the blackface that shows up in this uh, in the movie. Because... Uh, 
Fredis there was trying to honor, you know, this black dancer and uh, didn't, I guess, you know, of the time. There's better ways to do that, Fred. <laughs> it's rough, but uh, if you, it, it's, yeah, if you take that aside, I do think Astaire and Ginger Rogers, I, I this is probably my, just is my favorite, like, performance that, like, they have together, just, like, the chemistry that they have is um, my favorite out of the ones that I've seen. I, I think just when he goes into that dancing, uh, the tutor, the, yeah, dancing place studio where uh, she's the instructor. I think the that first song that they have together is fantastic and the dancing is incredible. And then um, later on, I, I just feel like there's also some really great side characters. I, I think uh, Victor Moore and Helen Roderick, they just, they add so much comedy to it that uh, I was laughing a lot. And then the uh, main song, uh, or what's it? The Way You Look Tonight, that I've already been a fan of the song for by uh, Frank Sinatra. And so I just feel like they did a, an amazing job uh, of it in the movie. And then just, yeah, I, I just filled with so much joy when I see it. Uh, this is the worst Fred Astaire one you made me watch. Um, I think this is a bad movie. Uh, Blackface aside, which was big oofs. Um, the movie itself, like the plot is just the most bland of them. I don't care about either Fred Rod Fred Astaire or Ginger Rogers. Uh, in this one, I think Fred Astaire is actually really unlikable in this one. He's just kind of a weird dick. Um, and like, I just, I don't really buy their chemistry or their romance in this one, which is weird. Um, I think Top Hat is significantly better between the two. Uh, but also like, they're all basically the same movie. Like every Fred Astaire, Ginger Rogers movie is basically the same. There's just like some slight deviation. It's like the Marx Brothers. Every Marx Brothers movie is the same movie. They just have a slight alteration to what they're doing. Um, they're doing the same thing in all of them. So I'll give you the way they, the way you look tonight. I do think that's like a really good number. Um, it deserved the Oscar for Best Virtual Song. Uh, but yeah, Swing Time is not a not one I ever plan on revisiting. Uh, have any of you seen Swing Time? No. Cool. We're going to move on. Uh, Matthew, what's your 24? My 24 is Les Mis. The version. I'm in danger. Never gonna be president. All right, Matthew, go I'm ahead. Talk, 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 go ahead and talk about 2012's Les Miserables. Uh, yeah, I, I, I really love this one. I, I watched this on uh stage so i was already a fan of the musical and so when i went into this uh, in theaters i just really liked it and i've i've loved it ever since i think i've never had a problem with russell crowe i think he's the weakest singer but i i don't have an issue with like any of the performances i i think like they're not amazing but i i still enjoy my time with them uh and i think the performances are still very strong and but like aaron tavit and samantha barks are easily the best part i i was very happy to see them and I, I think Tom Hooper does a really good job of bringing this to life. Do I have the clip in here? I just want to see if I have this. Yeah, I do have this clip. Every okay. word of what you just said was wrong. <laughs> uh, so, Les Miserables 2012 is horrible. This movie's terrible. Oh, he's back. Do you want to do, do you want to do the honors to tear this apart, or do you want do you want to do it? 
I just have a real quick question for Matthew. Oh, you're dead. I'm sorry, Jen. I love you, but you're dead. Have you ever seen anything else of Les Mis? I, I was a fan of it before going in. Yeah. You what? I watched the stage show before. Oh, okay. So you've seen a stage show of this? Mm-hmm. Is that how you like stars to be sung? I mean, it's a worse version, but I still enjoyed it. Oh, Lord, man, I'm telling you right now, this movie could not even come close to um, a high school production of Les Mis, Ooh, if I'm being honest. Real bad production. <laughs> I've, I've seen <laughs> terrible versions of this, and this one takes the cake. Um, I love how they marketed this movie. It was my favorite thing that they ever said, that they sang live on set. Well, welcome to Broadway, morons. Everybody does that. Thank you. Um I think everybody is actually... I think there are a few parts that are good, of course, in this movie. But the biggest problems I have in this movie is the two main leads do not deserve the roles of the of the role. Like, the two people that are supposed to carry you through the story of the non-stop singing are an okay singer and a terrible singer, if I'm being real. The only reason I'm here, the frustration I have, this is my favorite musical of all time. This would be my one. There's nothing that's ever come close to this musical. I think it's an absolute, if it's done well, it's the best thing that you can possibly watch. Um, I just wish that I would have like died early into this movie like the rest of these characters than sit through this whole thing. It is terrible. And you put it 24. I love that it beat Blackface, but over other than that, I'm just blown away. I'm just blown away. Mary Poppins Return. Did you vet these people? What are we doing? My Fair Lady? Did you see 40 musicals? What are we doing? Be better. Be better, panel. Jeez. It's above Dream I'm glad... I'm glad Cody came in to do that because I, I was really I was hoping he would because I know that's Cody's favorite. Everything Cody just said is correct. Les Miserables 2012 is a bastardization of Les Miserables. Um, mostly, not even because of what how they like adapted it script script wise, because it's basically the show. A couple things moved around, which I think are weird. I think it is completely in its execution where it fails. Tom Hooper is an awful choice to direct Les Miserables, and he directs it. Awfully, I don't need to see the dirt in every single actor's pores on their face. The close-ups on everyone extremely are terribly done. And here's the issue. I'll go so far as to say, while I think Jackman is miscast as Valjean vocally, because he cannot sing in this movie, he cannot hit the Valjean notes to save his life. He is hurting himself. He should have been Javert. If he was Javert, it would have been a great casting choice. Russell Crowe, debatably the worst or second worst performance in a musical film of all time. I think he is terrible in this movie because he cannot sing and he is miscast as Javert. Uh, I'll continue my rant. Uh, I think Aaron Tveit is not good in this. I don't like Aaron Tveit in general, but I think Aaron Tveit in this is really irritating and annoying. Um, I would have been the one of me and Holtzman would have been last year when he was the only nominee, the people who would have voted to not give him a Tony rather than give him a Tony. Uh, but it's, it's a cast of people that I just think are miscast. Sasha Baron Cohen and Helena Bottom Carter are bad, which is wild because they're like acting wise are correct choices. They just can't sing. Neither of them can sing. It's just the only person in this movie that I think is good is Samantha Barks. I think she's incredible um, because obviously she played the part on Broadway. So she comes back and she just crushes on my own. 
I think Anne Hathaway winning the Oscar is a bad call because I think she's fine. She didn't deserve the Oscar. Um, she's okay. Um, I don't really understand the deep love for her Fantine. Um, but on the whole, it's just like I you you chose this version. You chose this version. And that's that's I haven't the seen debut. other versions of it. Like that's that's the that's I haven't the seen pro shots or like I haven't seen well, only should have watched the pro shot, so you could have had a good version of Les Mills on your list. Uh, Andrew James Barr, you closely resemble uh, the star of Les Miserables, Alfie Bo, uh, who would have been a better choice than Hugh Jackman. Uh, your thoughts on Les Miserables? Let me get the positives out of the way first. Samantha Barks is incredible. I actually really like Anne Hathaway's performance. I think that her performance of uh, I Dreamed a Dream is fantastic. Um, I think Amanda Seyfried is not bad. I actually kind of liked her. She doesn't have much to do, but that's kind of the character of Cosette. With that being said, I think Tom Hooper can be a talented director, but we need to stop giving this man musicals. Um, and man, I'm just so frustrated because... It just it doesn't it, it it doesn't come together the way that they snip this and try to reassemble it just doesn't work. They cut out some of my favorite parts and everything's on a Dutch angle or like this is the camera and lots like, of negative space. all this open space here and it's just I, I, it it's a frustrating movie for me because there should be a, an amazing version of this. It's true. Also, they the, the most the last thing I'll say that irritates me the is that they were able to get Colm, they're able to get Colm Wilkinson to come back and be the priest, which is yeah. a brilliant bit of stunt casting. It's a great choice to be like, oh look, there's and then you do the scene. And it's the only scene in the movie where I'm sitting there and going, fuck you extra movie, because he's performing it opposite Hugh Jackman in which Jackman will then go out and sing one of the hardest high notes Valjean has and be screaming it to the point where his larynx is about to explode out of his throat. I hate that scene. Anyway, uh, Holtzman. So first things first, to talk about this, I went and put on the shirt from when I was in and helped direct this show in the 12th grade in which I directed one idiot Jack Pinchuk in this show. <laughs> wait, 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 what? You gotta give more. They give more than that. Oh, he was not. He he had no lines and was silently the judge in the trial of the man who they think is Valjean. Don't let Jack sing or talk for that matter. Um, there you go. Secondly, can you see my pores? Can you see every inch of my skin? All the imperfections. Does that make what I'm saying more effective or emotional? Or does it just make you uncomfortable and not like the camera angle, Tom? Correct. Uh, I think Samantha we've Barks, Samantha Barks and Hathaway innocent, uh, but the rest of this movie. Oof. I think we've taken Matthew out and beaten to the streets for this choice long it's enough. Nice to know I'm not coming in last this week. Yeah, Matthew, <laughs> you did not do any favors for yourself this week, uh, Spence. Oh yeah, you like this movie. Go ahead. I. The movie's fine. Like, it's like, here's the thing. The way I describe it, 
is it has enough elements of the original stage show that I can enjoy it for what it's trying to be. What it is is not great. I think that Jackman is actively bad as Valjean. I think that he's a like beyond horrible casting. He shouldn't like if he's Javert, cool. Either put him as Javert or don't put him in the movie. Awful decision. I love Hathaway. I really like Seyfried. I really like Tevate, and I really like Redmayne. I think some of this. Oh, you love is good. people who can. You love people who I, like swallow frogs and then try singing. Okay. Red and Black is is my, is my is my second favorite song in the movie. I think the show has its own has its own like positives. In terms of everyone butchering the songs, Red and Black is not butchered. I really enjoy it. I think the movie is a rough mixed bag, and when your leads are dog shit, you can't do much to save it. Also, Hooper shit direct musicals. Well, remember, everything you can and say will be used against you in the ra- in the ruling. You, if you cast me as last, show. I'm calling bullshit. That's all I'm saying. I'm just saying, if you uh, what you can say can will be used against you on the court of YLS. Barb, <coughs> uh, you're up 27 through 24. Take me on a journey. Uh, you're going to be mad at the fact some of these are higher than in the heights. Uh, all right. My number 27 is Guys and Dolls. Okay. Um, this is a really fun musical. It, this is one that I, I can watch and I, I will have a good time to. I don't think that it's anything utterly spectacular, but it's a really good, interesting story. Um, I think that the characters of Sky and Nathan Detroit are really interesting and it's got some of my favorite songs in musicals uh sit down you're rocking the boat and if i were a bell i think are fantastic songs um i think that gene simmons is just really sweet and really charming in this um and some of the musical numbers are great luck the luck be a lady scene um as i brought up the sit down you're rocking the boat and the (laughs) and the scene where the one guy is obviously cheating with these dice i think is really funny i think it's a really fun charming musical okay um i liked it i enjoyed it i think it's actually a really well-directed like music movie musical i think frank sinatra is great i think he's like really good in this movie uh, Marlon Brando is acting really well. This yeah. fucker can't cannot sing. Uh, he doesn't try to hide it. He's talking. He was given. He was handed one of not not if not the best song in the show. Oh yeah, one of the best songs in the show in "Luck Be a Lady," and he is talking the lyrics instead of singing them, and that is a crime uh, in which we should strip him of his "On the Waterfront" Oscar for. He loses one of them. Uh, so we're going to take one of them away because of this movie. Uh, but, uh, he's, he, this movie's actually really entertaining. Uh, so I can't kill you for it. What I will kill you for is that this movie, which is fine and fun and light and enjoyable, uh, you have over Tick, Tick, Boom, Come From Away, and In the Heights. That will will be remembered. That will be I will, I will say. I was going to save it for later. I regret having come from away at where it's at and not higher. You so, should. That will be held against you. Have any of you seen Guys and Dogs? No. Yes. Yes. You uh, have. I saw it a long time ago. Guys and Dolls was actually one of the first musicals I saw live. Um, and I 
like I like it and I saw the movie back then. It was one that I wanted to get around to rewatching uh beforehand, but I just hadn't seen it recently enough to feel particularly great about putting it on my list. Um yeah, I think like Sinatra is such great casting in this. He's so and yeah, like Brando is doing a great job acting, but you put Brando in the role that requires more singing and the more important songs, which is really rough. Um, you could have also like, flipped the casting and it would have 1, worked and actually might have been better because Sinatra being yeah. cocky and confident also works and Brando being meek and timid also kind of works. So, But yeah, uh, still some great musical numbers. Yeah, sit down, you're rocking the boat. Uh, Luck be a lady should be so much better, but it's, but it's a Brando and not Sinatra singing it. Um, utterly irritating. And then uh, I fully agree with Barr. The scene where he's playing dice against Nicely Nicely uh, and he's just like, oh, these dice are special. They don't have any dots on them, but I know what numbers I'm rolling. It's a great so scene. Good. It's a great scene. Because it is just the purest bullshit. And he kind of just sits there and lets it happen to him. Like, he doesn't really put up a fight against it. Uh, just, yeah, there's a lot of fun. It's... But yeah, I just, I wanted to rewatch it and didn't have the time because it's very It long. is delightful. It is also quite long. Uh, Matthew. Yeah, I, I agree. I think it's a fun time, but it it drags. I think, uh, and definitely. Um, and but I do. I really love the use of color. I think the color looks super vibrant. Looks stunning. How how the director uses it, or and uh, Gene Simmons is incredible. You guys already talked about Sinatra and Brando, so yeah. JLM always gets color right. Nails it. Man is yeah. Once once they gave him a Technicolor camera, the man didn't didn't miss on the color front. And Gary Oldman uh, was great as him in that one movie. No, <laughs> wrong guy. Wrong guy. Uh, Bart, what's your next one? Uh, my number twenty six is Gentlemen Prefer Blondes. Yikes! Uh, this episode. Okay. Uh, my number twenty five. Get ready for the yikes. Uh, it's the twenty twenty one version of West Side Story. Yikes. yikes. Yeah, I gotta solve that. Hell yeah, gonna guess those are to another episode. Yes. And my number twenty-four is White Christmas. Okay. Um, this is the one Christmas movie my dad watches every year. So there's a personal attachment, um, but it's also just a really charming movie. Uh, I think that. While the story is really simple, I think it's told effectively. Um, some of the musical numbers are absolutely fantastic. The one dance sequence is so good, uh, especially when you see George Chakiris in there, and you're like, so you, like, hey, I know. Um, but uh, what do you do with the general is a song that when it's when it's used in the movie, it's real effective. It's actually a very emotional moment. Um, and he's my favorite character, actually, the general. Uh, and I think that um, all of the leads are just effortlessly charming. Um, and the music is fantastic. It's it's a it's a great all around musical. Uh, so when you first put this on your list. I uh, thought it was uh, the other one. Holiday Inn? Uh, I thought it was Holiday Inn. So I was <laughs> very worried. I was very worried. 
I was, oh, I, was prepared. I, I know why. I was I was prepared to spike you uh, with the uh, with the with the uh, same uh, spike that I smacked in Matthew's face over swing time. Uh, and then I turned it on and it was in color and I went, oh, is this not the same one? Uh, and, uh, and about, about 20 minutes and I was like, oh, so this is not holiday. (laughs) This is my Christmas. Uh, and this is a delightful time. I enjoyed it. Uh, it's a, it's a good time. I I like Bing. I think I've just realized I like Bing Crosby just as an actor. He's not doing anything special. Anytime he acts in anything, he's just sweet and fun playing the same thing over and over. Uh, and he does the same thing he does in Going My Way and The Bells of St. Mary's as he does here. Uh, and he's very good at the thing. He's very charming in the thing. He's very fun in it. Uh, I believe Danny Kay is the guy with him in this one. Uh, and yeah, and he and Danny Kay are really, really good together. They're like a really fun combo of a one-two punch. I really enjoy the scene, uh, where, uh, they have to come out in, in the, um, Sister Axe outfits and lip sync for them. Yeah, I think it's like I think it's a great visual gag that they like pull off. Um, yeah, I I would I enjoyed it. Uh, I would say overall good call, maybe a little too high. I would not put this over, you know, in the heights, come from away, anything like that. Uh, but I think I I think this is a good valid choice for your top forty. Valid choice. It was a good time. Uh, have any of you seen White Christmas? Nah. I've not seen the film, but I was in the stage show once. There you go. Matthew. Uh, yeah, I've seen it. I think it's a really charming movie. I think the the leads are, the four leads are all really good and really talented. Uh, I just haven't seen it too long to put it on. Uh, all right. Then Bard did pretty okay. Uh, we're going to go to Adelaide Spence. What are we doing? Where are we going? We're going. To high school. Musical yeah, three. <laughs> Let's go! Okay. Future episode. All right, all right. Speaking of uh, Jimmy Zara, Rocket Man. Yikes, Yikes to a future episode. Yeah, to a future episode. Great. Speaking of good movies, Mary Poppins. Yikes, Yikes to a future, future episode. episode. Matthew? 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 <laughs> oh, okay. All right, hey Spence, what's your twenty-four? Dancer in the dark, because I want to kill myself right I now. Wow. Previously. All right, y'all go ahead and talk about it. Man, that shit hurted. Uh, <laughs> I watched this for the first time for uh, all until deep cuts for Nazario. Let me tell you, pouring over every minute of this film was quite an experience. Uh, I think Bjork is fucking fantastic in it. I think that she has to walk like a very narrow line of someone who like truly just isn't all there. Like she, she's, she, she's not present on top of, on top of just slowly losing her sight and having to play that in such like an honest way, I think is hard for someone, but she's like such a, like she's never acted in anything before without like music videos. So taking this on was incredible and she does amazing at it. And I, all of the songs, the songs are amazing. And I've gone out of my way to listen to some of Bjork's music. I don't like any of it really but i think her voice fits the soundtrack so 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 well i think 107 steps is one of the most heartbreaking songs in any musical ever and the way the the way that the story actually just coalesces into this idea of just taking advantage of someone who you know won't fight back is just so hard to sit through but it's, it remains captivating because of bjork she is i i would oh, fuck. 
I don't know if she's my winner for 2000 for Best Actress. because I, I haven't like done the dive, but she's up there. She she is just remarkable as the lead. Uh, yeah, I had this lower. This is my 31. Um, I I will start by saying the worst thing about this movie is the fact that it does not look like it was shot on film. It looks like it was shot on fruit by the foot. Uh, the quality is bad, and it made it like it took me two, three tries to actually be able to watch this movie. But once I did, I really liked what I saw. Like, yeah, this is a hard watch. Um, it is a very dark movie, a very depressing movie. Um, but there is this air of like some hope in these few moments, like all the musical sequences. Aside from 107 Steps, you get some of these, like, glimmers of hope. Uh, I've seen it all. Uh, I really like uh, the Cavalda number where it's in the factory and you have, like, all the machines making the noise for you. Um, the thing that the things that really put this over the top are, A, Bjork's performance is magnificent. She's incredible. And, B, this has maybe the most haunting ending to a film I've seen in a long time. Like, the ending of this movie hurts because it is so sudden and so like merciless the way this movie ends where like i won't spoil what specifically happens for those who haven't seen it but the movie ends without finishing the final song and the reason it ends that way is insane and so heartbreaking um yeah like the visual quality is not great and like Von Trier is a director who I shouldn't like, but weirdly, like, all of the movies of his I've seen, I actually do, except Manderlay. Fuck Manderlay. Um, but, yeah, uh, it's, it's good. I like it. I was going to say, on, on Holtzman's ending comment, my first exposure to this film was everyone telling me, holy shit, it's great, it's sad, you should watch it. My second exposure was my fucking freshman year film professor saying, here's how you end a film, and only showed us the ending of Dancer in the Dark, giving full context and then just the ending. I have never hated someone more in a moment than that. And I just, I will never have the full experience of watching the film because of that. But it's still, the fact that it still works as high, even with knowing where it ends, I think is speaks a lot to how much I like it. Yeah, this was miserable. Um, I was miserable the entire time. I think this movie is uh, not for me. I hate Lars von Trier. Uh, if this is one of the, if this is a Lars von Trier film that is like the most accessible, I will never watch another Lars von Trier because I think this was miserably. It's not as most accessible. That's Melancholia. Nymphomaniac is easy to watch. Regard, regardless, <laughs> regardless. <laughs> I wish I could type you up, but I can't. Regardless, uh, I did not like this movie. I did not have a good time with this movie. People could tell me that's the point, but that doesn't make it good. You're right. This was filmed on a potato. It looks, it visually looks like ass. It took a long, long time for my eyes to adjust to what I was seeing. Bjork, I think, is good. She's the best part of the movie. Um, I don't like any of the music, including the song nominated for the Oscar. I think it's all fine. Um, yeah, I don't love it. I, in fact, it being this high is a little weird, but it's you, so whatever. Um, I don't like it. I think Bjork is good. But yeah. Blech. Blech. The movie. Uh, Bar, have you seen Dance with the Dark? I have. And it looks 
awful. It does. Like, the cinematography in this is real bad. Um, I will say that Bjork is absolutely fantastic. It just sucks that Lars von Trier is such a tremendous asshole that she's never really acted again that much. Um, because that's just a waste of acting talent. She was in the Northman. Yeah, it's yeah, it's it's like her biggest one. role in like years. Um, and I like Bjork's music. It just the songs don't work for me in this. The ending is the ending is great. Um, but the story itself is kind of, I feel like it's kind of bleak for bleak's sake. And I don't like movies that do that. Not for me. Uh, Matthew, have you seen Dance in the Dark? All right, cool. Uh, then we will move on to Cameron Holtzman, your 27 through 24. Absolutely. Uh, my 27, we're not talking about it. My 27 is the Young Girls of Rochefort. Yikes. A future episode. Yep. Uh, my 26 is uh, Cyrano from last year. All right. Did um, anyone else have that? I had it at 39. Okay. Uh, yeah, this was one on my first watch. I liked it. And I didn't love it. And then I rewatched it earlier this year. Uh, and it hit a lot harder on a rewatch. Um, I think Dinklage is fantastic as much as he's not the strongest singer. He brings such a presence to what he's doing that you almost don't care that he's not the most amazing singer because, like, his acting is great enough to carry it through. Um, I think Haley Bennett is really good. Uh, Kelvin Harrison Jr. as Christian uh, is just, like, a really charming and really likable character. And half of you wants him to succeed, even though you know that for him to succeed, Cyrano also has to lose the one thing he wants. Um, Ben Mendelsohn playing himself like he does in every movie is used still quite well in this movie. Like, it's a character where he is a very good choice to be playing and where he's just a smarmy villain who's like, I'm the only person who deserves to have anything. And he even has a full song where that is the entire sentiment of the song. Um, yeah, the music, uh, has some really, has some great songs. Uh, the score by Bryce Desner is fantastic. Um, yeah, Wherever I Fall is such a beautiful, heartbreaking, but also very funny song at times where he's like, uh, I have a girl. I think I love her. I never told her. I only told her mother. And then immediately he's just like, also, I'm about to die in the war. Like, and it's just such a beautiful, beautiful song. Um, and then the ending is heartbreaking also like technically costumes beautiful sets beautiful just a really really solid movie spence it's good uh it's what it's what it's, i wanted to <laughs> i wanted to rewatch this before we did uh the show and it ranks this low largely because of dinklage who uh got a whole sentiment not a good singer amazing actor it's i think enough of it falls in the range where it's like a watchable experience it's not he's not the strongest singer but his acting is so incredible like that single hand like i wanted to give him an oscar last year for this film he was able he wasn't like the best but like he was high and it's just it's remarkable what you're able to do even when you have 
a limited performance. I think beyond that, I also really love the supporting cast. I think Calvin Harrison Jr. as Christian is like my standout in the film, both in like his character. And I just love like the way he sings. I, 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 read, I read the name of the song, but it's when he's singing about how he loves her, like dancing through the halls with the guards. Like I'd just like, there's like- I'd give anything yeah. for someone to say. Yeah. It's just that soft, like, love in his voice is just one of my favorite things on the planet. It's my favorite song in the film. I think this is a movie that would really reward rewatches if I'm able to get through Dinklage's singing. Um, this is not, like, a unique take. Cody and I share this this take pretty strongly. So does Bowman. This movie would be better if it weren't a musical. I think this cast is phenomenal, and everyone in it is really good. I love Calvin Harrison Jr. and Peter Dinklage. Um, yeah, Dinklage can't sing, and that's a huge knock against the movie. It, but I think the movie, without that one bit, is almost perfect. This movie is so well done. The thing holding it back is all the musical elements. Um, but the thing that gives Dinklage a pass a little bit is that he only sings, I think, once or twice. And l- luckily, they wrote bass songs for him. And it's a lot easier to disguise that you can't sing when you're a bass. It is a very easy thing to get away with when you're a bass. Ain't that right, Jack Pinchuk? Ain't that right, Jack Pinchuk? Overcome. I will say overcome is one of my favorite numbers in the thing, and it's a Dinklage singing song, and that's because most of his notes that he's actually able to hit are in that song, and he hits a couple notes in it really well. Um, But yeah, when you're a bass, you can get away with not singing pretty strongly. And when he only has to sing twice... And they're pretty well disguised. I can forgive that he can't sing for the performance enough. I can forgive it enough. He also dropped the sickest 16 bars in 2021 uh, of Annie. Just the, the hottest rap song of the year. Uh, Put in next year for and... Caleb Coho's original script, Cyrano V8 Mile. <laughs> Cyrano V8 Mile. Some Shady presents Cyrano. Um, no, I, uh, I, I love this movie. I think it's great. Uh, Wherever I Fall is great. Random. Just a, a completely wild Glenn Hansard sighting. Uh was an incredible moment watching the movie. Uh, just randomly, Glenn Hansard is just there. Not even a big part. Unnamed character, just there. Uh, I think Haley Bennett's really good uh, in this movie. I think she's great as Roxanne. Um, and I do think Kelvin Harrison Jr. is phenomenal. Uh, but yeah, I cannot begrudge you. I think this movie is great. I love it. Even if the musical elements are not my favorite part of it. On a top 40 musicals list, this is actually a little too high. I think Spence has it more correctly placed, but I do love the movie. Um, Bar, Cyrano, seen it or no? No. Ma- uh, Matthew, Cyrano, no? Yeah. Cyrano, okay. Um, burr, burr, burr. Holtz, Holtz, what's your 25? My 25 is the queen herself, Barbara Streisand and Funny Girl. Okay, go ahead. All right. Wow. Um, yeah. Uh, first of all, this movie lives and dies as every production of Funny Girl and honestly most single character led musicals on the performance of its lead. And I think that Streisand is phenomenal. She absolutely deserved her Oscar. Uh, I've seen both this and The Lion in Winter, and I do take this performance over Hepburn, if I'm being completely honest. Um, But yeah, just a lead performance that is doing so much to carry a film to, like, much higher than I think it would be without it. 
Uh, I think Omar Sharif is also uh, quite good as uh, as Nick, as her husband. Um, I think this movie looks uh, visually really, really stunning. I think there's a lot of great comedy to be found uh, throughout it, uh, specifically the roller skating sequence uh, near the beginning where they cast her as a dancer on roller skates, but she lies about her ability to skate and just chaos ensues in the middle of a performance. Um, I think the second half gets a little slow compared to the first half, but I still really like what it means for the character. Uh, Don't Rain on My Parade is one of the all-time iconic female ballads for a reason. Um, I think that uh, uh, the titular funny girl is great. Um, uh, You Are Woman, I Am Man is a really fun number. Um, Just overall a really charming, really well-made musical and you gotta put Barbara somewhere on the list. I don't like this movie. Spence had it lower. Yeah. Oh, Spence got it. I, I couldn't stop right-clicking the fucking mic. Uh, yeah, this movie is very good. I would have... I, was like, I had just watched it for the first time for the, like, for the show, so my opinions on it aren't, like, the super, like, aren't super strong. Streisand is incredible. Uh... Don't Run My Parade is one of the best songs in a musical ever. I don't, I think my big problem with, with the show or with the film is sort of its core conceit of having a lead romance where the man is the worst human being on the fucking planet. Um, and the movie's aware of that, just not in a way that I think really entices me, which is why it's still a little bit lower. But that can't hold it back from the fact that Fanny Bryce is one of like one of the most engaging characters you could have put in a film. And I would love to see more Streisand in musicals if I. Actually, I don't watch movies. Okay. So, yeah, I don't like this movie. Uh, I think the plot is pretty bad. Uh, I don't think it's well-written. I don't think any of the music is good outside of Don't Rain On My Parade. Uh, and I think that Streisand sings that really well. Other than that, I don't really... I wasn't wasn't taken aback by her performance. I thought she was fine. Um, I liked her. I didn't love her. I, I think if we're going to call anyone, like, Goats, I would put Bernadette Peters 15 spots before I would put Barbara Streisand. Um, I think Streisand is fine. Um, if this is if this this is if if Streisand is supposed to be the end all be all of musical theater titans, then I think we need to throw that titan away and put up a couple new ones because she's not the gold standard, especially if this is supposed to be her best. Um, I thought she was, I think she was good, not great. She's all right. Um, I would not put this on a top 40 list. I think this is way too high. Uh, and Spence, where did you have it again? What number? 36-ish. 35? Yeah, too high. Uh, anyway, uh, Bar. Actually, we're going to go to you last. Matthew, have you seen Funny Girl? I haven't seen it. Cool. Now, Bar. First of all, uh, co-host right. The Queen is Bernadette Peters. Um, I do love Don't Rain on My Parade, though. Don't worry. I like this one a lot. I've seen Funny Lady. I didn't get to this one in time. What the fuck? What the? What are you doing? How this do is, you? This is way better than Funny Face. Face is a strength. How do you? Yeah, that's a that's a. How do you? Par watch. There's like over a hundred of those things. Watch, watch movies. Uh, Holtzman, what's your twenty-four? My twenty-four is Moana. Yikes! Oh, cool. <laughs> Great. 
Uh, now we are in the final stretch. We're going to do 23s, 22s, 21s, one apiece. Matthew, we're back to you. What is your number 23 all right. of all time? My 23 is Greece. Oh, <laughs> all right. Oh, yeah, are you, are you trying to lose today? Is that where you go? <laughs> Matthew, uh, go ahead. Uh, okay. just defend Greece. I, I have a lot of strong nostalgia for this. Like, this is just one of my favorites. And I, I, re, I rewatched it recently. I, I get it. Like, it doesn't, it hasn't aged well. But I just have such a fun time with, like, these characters. And the soundtrack is amazing. I think every song is really good. And, like, I, you know, it, it's just one of my favorites. I, I have a lot of nostalgia for it. Okay. So Grease is a really bad movie. Like, it's a really bad movie. Um, there's only one way where you can watch Grease and not want to die, and that's, like, at a drive-in theater. Like, if you watch Grease at a drive-in theater, it actually enhances the experience a lot. Grease is like, got a... I would say Grease has good music. I like the music of Grease. I don't think the story back in Grease is good at all. I don't think the characters in Grease are good at all. I don't think the messages of Grease are good at all. I think Grease all the way around is just a bad product with, like, a banger soundtrack of music. With, like, some really great songs. Like, I think there are so many good songs in this. Um, but, yeah. Um, the music cannot put alone, will not save it to be on a top 40. If you'd put this at 40, I still would have crucified you. You have it at 23. That is an insane person's take, Matthew. You are, you are, you are doing things this week. You're doing things, all right. Uh, uh, Bar, Grease. You probably saw this in theaters, right? Uh, I, I actually saw the original cutting of this film. Uh, um, okay. Yeah. Um, so I understand the nostalgia. I really do. Uh, and I'll give it this much. The movie's better than the stage show. Not hard. My biggest problem is that the message of this movie kind of sucks. <laughs> kind of? Hey, girls. Man Change yourself for men. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Change who you are as a person, and you're going to get the shitty high school here. boy in a leather jacket who thinks he's cool because he smokes cigarettes. Like and the then not only not only that, he's actively working to become a better person for you. But instead of him actively becoming a better person for you, he's going to ditch all that progress because you're willing to become bad for him. Yeah. Fuck this movie. Yeah. Um, also, so also Kaniki, that's a pretty rapey thing to say, buddy. Woo! Anyway, um. The last thing I'll say is that the songs that were written for the movie are the best songs in the movie. So I think I agree with that. The one that yeah. got nominated was which one again? It was uh I think you're the one that I want. No, that was not nominated for an Oscar. Hopefully it was, devoted uh, to you. That's it. Hopefully devoted to you. I think that is the best song in the movie. Anyway. Yeah, those two songs and like the, the title song, best songs in the entire movie, written for the movie. Yeah. That's not even the best version of Hopelessly Devoted to You. Shout out to Blaine Anderson. Also, on that note, um, I'd rather watch the Glee episode about Greece than Greece. Uh, I actually agree with that. You can, can I be honest? I actually I would agree watch, with that statement. I'd rather watch Glee, specifically Glee. <laughs> I mean, it's just not a great time. I, 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 I think, I, oh, I. even if the show is worse than the movie, I would rather watch the show 
because I think there is an energy to Greece that is that feels better in person than sitting down and watching this with honestly don't love Travolta don't like him as fucking Zuko take him out but I think the energy of it is like is why everyone likes it so, so sitting down and watching other people just do it like on a, on a tv screen it's just like it's not it's not great and again the songs are good but they've been better from a lot of other different people than the people in this movie uh yeah uh all right yeah well, what's your i have not talked uh, about greece yet. go ahead and talk about greece greece bad greece not good greece have some good songs but like most musicals have at least a couple um there's a reason that they cut most of the songs from the stage show and replaced them with new music for the film rather the new music for the film is decent i think there are some really good things about the movie specifically stalker channing as rizzo yes um, she is really good because rizzo is the best part of any production of greece because stalker channing is the goat this is also true um <clears throat> but yeah like i also really like the beauty school dropout sequence i think is uh That's really good awesome. but yeah um the title song by frankie valley is a bad song um it is a bad song um I like it. Yeah, uh, there's a lot of very problematic moments. Um, yeah, Travolta is not a good actor. In, well, he's, he's a good actor in some things. He is bad in this movie. Uh, Nominated for an Oscar the, the year before this movie. As is, frankly, most. He's bad in Saturday Night Fever 2. It's a bad movie. I don't understand why people... Not a musical, so we don't need to talk about it. All yeah, right. it's true. But yeah, this movie, not good. Uh, Bar, you're number three. Try three. Uh, 1991's Beauty and the Beast. Yikes. To a future episode. Cool. Spence, what's your try three? Uh, uh, let's pull it up. I just forgot. Uh, it's the better version of Newsies. Uh, yikes to a future episode. I, I just can't talk. Yeah, Spence, you're just not Correct. talking get today. Uh, we are saving the viewers. Spence, Spence, they're doing you a favor by making sure you talk less. Uh, Holtzman, what's your 23? Oh, fuck yourself. My so 23 is what's The up? Muppet Christmas Carol. Oh, fuck. The Muppet okay. Christmas Carol. Ooh, bar filled with regret, I'm hoping. Yeah. Um, yeah, I kind of expected to maybe be the only person who has uh, this movie. Uh, I really, really enjoy it. This is personally my favorite of all the Muppet films, which I know a lot of people will disagree with, but I have the other one on my list still. Um, I think this movie just has so much heart and so much charm to it in adapting a story that we've seen so many times and being able to make it more interesting than most other adaptations of it that we've seen. Um, I think that uh, Michael Caine as Ebenezer Scrooge is like a lot of fun. Uh, a lot of fun and is a very great choice for that but like the musical numbers are where i really think this movie gains a lot of its steam i think the scrooge number at the beginning is great um one more sleep till christmas is just like a really charming really lovely song um statler and waldorf's marley and marley number is so stupid it's so fun uh, because I think actually making that the two of them is the best choice you could have made in this situation for the tone of the movie. Um, when Love is Gone uh, is a really, really beautiful number. Uh, the Ghost of Christmas Presence number is so good, and just the Ghost of Christmas Present as a character in this movie is probably my favorite of the three ghosts. 
Um, uh, and then, like, they still lean into the fact that, like, the ghost of Christmas past in this movie is terrifying. It is very unsettling how they portray him in this movie. Um, and then, yeah, Thankful Heart at the end with Michael Caine is just, like, a really, really fun and charming and cheery number. Um, yeah, I really like The Muppet Christmas Carol. I know that certain co-hosts don't think it's the best Muppet movie, but I hope he still thinks it's a good one. I don't really like the Muppets. I just don't. They're not really my thing. So I don't love. I don't really love any Muppet movie. Um, I, I like this one. I guess this is pretty good. It's like a good usage. I would say this is this is a good. The Muppets are best used when you take something that has been done a billion times to death, and you want to find something new to do with it, and throw the Muppets in it, and it's instantly a different thing. Um, and I think this was a decent attempt at that the Muppets are pretty good in it they make it bland not bland but an overdone story fresh um because you spend the whole time wondering what Muppets gonna play who um I don't really ever feel the need to go back to this one I've seen it once or twice I'm good um I don't remember a single song from this the music in this is not memorable to me I would never put this on a top 40 musicals list I think this is an asinine decision I think if you're gonna pick a musical with the Muppets, you had the correct one lower. Like if you're gonna pick one thing to represent the Muppets with like really good music, you had it earlier. I think this is too high. Um, anyway, yeah. I'm sorry, uh, it doesn't have pirates or Tim Curry. Yeah, that one is better than this one. Uh, Matthew. Uh, yeah, I've seen this. I think this is probably my favorite Christmas Carol story. I think just it's a really charming movie. Michael Caine is greatest scrooge uh i just don't think any of the songs are memorable so i forgot that it was a musical bar can we go to me last actually sure spence i mean ditto what matthew said it's good i do like it a lot like i think it's really fun and really sweet i do forget it's a musical that's also because like i think that honestly the other three of the uh, three of the other four like Muppet musicals, I think are better than this in in its musical aspects. Movie not so much, but it's close enough that like, eh, I wouldn't have thought about it. That being said, we can all agree, Muppet Tre- Muppet Treasure Island is the worst one. It goes the villain of the panel. I wouldn't say. It's the I won't one. agree with that purely to make your score go lower than mine. Yeah. Well, so. also it's not correct. Muppets Most Wanted is the worst Muppet movie, and it's not a no, close contest. No, not even close. Most neither Wanted is, is, neither is the worst Muppet. It's movie. my show. First and foremost, and Most Wanted is an atrocious movie and is the worst Muppet film by a landslide. Anyway, uh, you're here. done, Bar. So I'm really mad that I didn't think about this one. This would probably be in my 30s section. Um, I Marley and Marley is I. Anytime that song comes on, I'm automatically doing the, oh, <laughs> it's so much fun. It's so stupid, but it's so great. Um, I think One More Sleep Till Christmas is just like utterly charming and like heartwarming and delightful. Um, and I think that's part of the strength of this movie overall is the heart. It's got so much heart to it. It, it It's just so, it's so beautiful in some senses. Um yeah, I'm kind of mad that I didn't think about this one. Okay, we're going to move on uh, to 
the number 22s, starting with Mr. Matthew Chen. Can it get any worse? My 22 is the Rocky Horror Picture Show. Hands! <laughs> oh, Someone say yikes. What do you think? Oh, well, okay then. Bar. Bar. Let's see if I'm the only person who has this one. The Wizard of Oz. Yikes. To a different episode. Okay. Well, everyone, thank you for watching. This is a very short show this week. (laughs) Uh, Holtzman, your 20... Or no, Spence, your 22. I'll just be yikes me to yell at. The Hunchback of Notre Dame. We got an episode. All right. Um, this is like dangerously close to being my favorite Disney film from the Renaissance. I think it's one of Disney's most interesting and mature films. I think that other than the fucking gargoyles, which I'll admit, if you cut those, this could be top 10. Or, like Every song is fantastic. I love Quasimodo. I think he is one of the most engaging characters Disney has ever created. Well, in the film, whatever. I think Frollo is the best Disney villain. Uh, anyone who disagrees is just wrong. Sorry, not sorry. Uh, Coho is incorrect about what he's going to say after I finish talking. I can see he wants to die and say so I support it. I just, this movie is just honestly magic. It's a film that I don't think, I never pictured Disney telling its story, either good or at all. And I think the way, the way that it sort of came out and ended up being like this genuine masterpiece, other than the fucking gargoyles is really incredible. Uh, you cut those. This is easily five stars. Hey, Spence, the definition of the word masterpiece means it's like the best thing ever, right? You know, like it's five stars. It's like perfect. That's what a masterpiece means. That's so like the fact that masterpiece. the fact no, you said it is a masterpiece. You said it I said is it could a be masterpiece. You said it is a masterpiece. On the second run through of your statement. So you need to listen to your own words because you are a fucking idiot. The Hunchback of Notre Dame is a movie that I like. I like this movie. I don't even hate it. I think it's good. It's like a serviceable, somewhere in the 20s ranked Disney film. One of the lesser Renaissance releases. It has some of the shittiest animation in Disney in it. Like, there's entire. There are straight up entire segments in this movie that are animated like they were made by the team of the Lion King 2 Simba's Pride. Like, just bad animation. That's animated great. That is actually animated great. Oh, no, it's not. Oh, no, it's not. It was animated. Spence, you sweet person. Oh, Spence, you are just doing everything you can to come last. Uh, Literally, that is not true. Anyway, the Hunchback of Notre Dame, the Gargoyles suck. Quasimodo's voice actor, Tom Hulse, is atrocious. Tom Hulse is atrocious in this movie. Okay. Like, a bad performance. Quasimodo is a well-done character if he were acted well. I think Frollo's a great villain. He's a top 10 Disney villain for sure. Maybe top 5. Um, I think that the Hellfire half of Heaven's Light Hellfire is great, but the fact that it's stitched to Heaven's Light Heaven's brings Light. it down. Heaven's Light is the worst song in the movie. It's a bad song. True. Heaven's Light is an awful song. Um... Yeah. Hellfire really- is great, but the first you already talked, you're done. Hey, hey no. uh, the, the fact oh. that they're in one makes it a problem. Um, yeah, I just I don't, I you are part of the problem as to why you, I'm put in a position where I have to like talk this movie down. I like it, 
it's not a masterpiece. It's like not top five from its era of Disney. It's good. It's not this incredible gothic art masterpiece animated perfection musical because the music in it only has two, three, I'll say three good songs in the entire movie. Only three good songs. Somewhere Out There is great, or it's just Out There is great. Out There. Uh, the Bells of Notre Dame is great. And uh, the Hellfire half of Hell, Heaven's Light Hellfire is great. Rest of the music, honestly, throw it away. It's B tier Disney. Um, no, I, it's the there. I think there's only one, two, I mean, like three. Ichabod there's three. There movie. are three. Well, Ichabod's a perfect movie. There are three movies. There are three movies in the Renaissance that are worse than Hunchback. Uh, and that would be Pocahontas, Rescuers, Beast. Oh my god, that's it. You've lost this week. Uh, <laughs> you're done. Uh, all right, we're gonna move on. Uh, Bar, Hunchback of Notre Dame. Your thoughts? Is it is it Disney's gift to cinema? First of all, did you say that this is that the Rescuers Down Under is a bottom three Renaissance film? I mean, that's because the Renaissance is like no misses. The, that movie rules. That's, it's a great movie. The Renaissance has no misses. So, so with there's that only aside, one bad Renaissance film. It's called Pocahontas. Anyway, so with that aside. I like this movie. It's been a long time since I've seen it, but I like this film. Um, I actually like Heaven's Light. Um, and I think that the juxtaposition between the two songs is really good. But yeah, I'm kind of with Coho on this one, where it's a good movie with some great songs. Hellfire, Bells of, Bells of Notre Dame um, being the two absolute standouts. Otherwise... I really don't remember a lot of it other than Frollo. Uh, Matthew. I really like this one. It's been a few years since I've rewatched it, though. Um, so I, I do. I like how dark it gets, but uh, I just don't remember enough to like with the gargoyles and all that to really uh, put it here. Altman. Uh, yeah, I think with a central story that this has and with the music that this has, this should be one of the best Disney movies and one of the best Disney musicals. But I think there are some big issues that really hold it back from reaching there, in my opinion. I think, like, yeah, everyone says that the Gargoyles aren't great. I agree. Um, a Guy Like You, not a good song. Um I think for me, the big hits come with there is a full section of the story for this that is just wasting everyone's time where it's like, we have to find the map and go to the place. And then they get to the place and then the place is destroyed immediately and the movie could remove that entirely with no consequences whatsoever. I also fully agree with Coho. There are some moments of really rough animation in this, especially in the third act once the lava starts pouring around. Oh, yeah. It gets really rough looking. I think as a musical, it works really well musically, but there's just so much that brings this down for me. 100%. All right. So we're on to Oldsman. You're 22. This has been yikes twice today. I assume this is where it ends. Otherwise, we're going to find out some things about Bar that I didn't expect. My 22 is Bell. 
All right, y'all talk about it. All right. Uh, I will state for the purposes of what I'm saying, I watched the English dub of this film. Um, this film is awesome. Um, it's like a futuristic, like, retelling of Beauty and the Beast in a way. Um, but it's also, like, about, like, the pressures of, like, social media and stuff, which seems like it could be really preachy, but I don't actually think it is. I think, first of all, all the music in this movie is absolutely incredible. Um, you, to kick off the introduction to the world of you for the character of Belle, you is a song that rules and kicks so much ass and is so fun. Um, I think Gales of Song is beautiful. Um, and then Lend Me Your Voice and A Million Miles Away are both just absolutely beautiful, beautiful musical numbers, both like out like on their own and within the context of the film. I think that the animation of this film is absolutely gorgeous to look at. The design of the world of you is brilliant. The design of the characters, the design of the beast character. Um, and I really like the way it doesn't just do a one for one. Here is beauty and the beast because it leads you for a while to be thinking like because she's got this connection with the beast within the world of you and then there's this boy that she likes in the real world and for a while it leads you to believe we're going down the stereotypical route of he is going to be this and it just takes a complete turn into a really really dark place to be frank and the way it deals with it and the way it resolves that i think is just phenomenal and fantastic um the design of the beast character again fantastic and just the world building this does this was one of my favorite movies of last year more people need to see it it's so good uh matthew spence okay uh yeah i was really lucky to have watched this in theaters and uh subbed because yeah it's you know the animation is just stunning and seeing it on the big screen is just beautiful uh holtzman has really said most of what I would I agree with most of what Holtzman says. I think uh, the other thing I really liked is just like how it deals with the main character's loss of her, her mother, and uh, how the it's different between her you know own life outside of this virtual world and then her going into the virtual world and kind of dealing with that. I think is really well done as well. So I love this film. I adore it. Uh, I'm gonna pile on the Beauty and the Beast uh, hate this week. I think the Beauty and the Beast parts are the worst part of the film and sort of actively bring it down. It's just it just sort it's added sort of in excess. It doesn't I don't think it adds to the storytelling. It's just it it feels like um, Mamoru Hosada came up with the idea, and then when he could have when he should have abandoned it as like the structure of a story because it no longer really mattered. He said, "No, I want to keep it because it's marketable." I just don't love how that's all how it's all built into the film. That being said, I still love everything around it. I think the actual journey and it's speaking to the like the, the complications of abuse and, and how you and how you can end up trapped in somewhere is is really powerful. I think I, I, I was I watched this I watched this uh, sub as well. I think the lead character's performance is amazing. I especially love um, both of the boys' performance. Uh, the the brothers are in, incredible. And it's just so heartbreaking. This is one of the one of those films that I think is gonna get better. Like the more I sit with it, because the more I think about it, not only do the songs get better, the story just elevates itself. 
It's just, yeah, I don't fucking like the Beauty and the Beast stuff. This movie's a lot. Uh, this movie is a lot to unpack. Um, I watched it. Uh, I watched it subbed, uh, and then listened to the dubbed soundtrack later. Uh, I think the music is fine. I think the song "You" is great. Like the opening song is really great. I don't really care for most of the songs after. All the songs sort of sound the same a little bit. Um, anime is hard for me to get into, like just as an art style. It's a weird barrier for me. It's a tough one. To, I, I didn't clear it. Um, I think the story is too tropey, like way too tropey. Like a lot of its tropes are like, okay. Like I feel like the ending when the Avatar comes down and it's her and she has to do the thing, it felt, felt like a Disney Channel original movie. It's so like, this is a Disney Channel original movie ending. Um, I agree with Spence. I think the Beauty and the Beast stuff, where it was out, it's welcome. I think I was pretty over that by the time that's sort of naturally wrapped up. Um, yeah, I don't know. I like parts of it. I think the actual world within you is gorgeously animated. Like, the world inside of you looks incredible. And then outside of it would look fine. Um... Maybe that was an art choice. Maybe it wasn't. But yeah, I just don't, don't. I think it's fine. I think it's fine. A lot of parts of it I liked. A lot of parts of it I didn't. But then again, this movie was also hyped up to me by a lot of people as like being like the best animated movie of last year and like the second coming of musicals and like the greatest thing ever. Uh, and I thought it was okay. Uh, Bar, have you seen Bell? Movie of last year, but that's not a musical. So, Bar, you made it. You muted again. There we go. go. This movie's kind of trash. Um, <gasps> I just, like this, Dude, I've never seen it. I got one of you, though. <laughs> All right. So uh, we're going to move on now to everyone's 21s. Uh, um, and we'll see how long this takes. Uh, Matthew, 21. My 21 is Gentlemen Prefer Blondes. Cool. All right. All right. Let's talk about it. Uh, yeah, this one I just I really enjoy. I think Marilyn Monroe and Jane Russell, they're just really incredible. And their chemistry together is off the charts. I think uh, the song and dance numbers are really show-stopping. The screenplay is incredible, too. I think just uh, their dialogue is extremely witty and adds a lot of, of humor, but it's also kind of ahead of its time with, like, feminism. And I think there's, like, costumes that are really, really iconic. It has, you know, iconic song, Dimes, Our Girl's Best Friend. You know, it's... And yeah, it's it's really good. And I had this at number twenty six. Um, this is just a really entertaining, fun watch. Um, it would probably be a little higher on my list if it wasn't for the fact that there's like three, maybe four musical numbers, um, and the time between them sometimes is like a little long if you're looking for a musical. Um, but I think you're right. The chemistry between the two leads is absolutely incredible. There's an impression done in this movie that I was kind of floored with. I was not expecting that, uh, how good that impression was. Um, and when the comedy hits, the comedy hits. There's a scene with like a little kid and someone in a window, and I was dying. Um there's a courtroom scene in here, which is a lot of fun as well. 
Um, so probably would be a little higher on my list if there was more musical scenes. But the scene with the uh, the Olympic gymnasts, so good. So Marilyn Monroe is okay. <laughs> um, she's just okay. Uh, I was like, huh. That's not what she does. It's like a hot. Um, that's not who that is. Uh, not the same actress. Uh, but I think that uh, Jane Russell is really great. I think she's really great in this. Um, she's the best I don't think there's a great song outside of Diamonds Are a Girl's Best Friend. I think the other three are like utterly forgettable mess songs. The story does not hook me. It's a movie that I was just like, so when does this really get good? And it never got there. I uh, didn't enjoy it. Um, yeah, I don't know what it was with this one. Maybe it was just Howard Hawks's like direction of it or what not. But I did not vibe with Gentlemen for Blondes. I don't even really understand why you guys think it's a top 40 musical. In fact, I think it being at 21 is a travesty, Matthew. Uh, I think you put it really high and barred this being over in the Heights. What are we doing? What are we doing? Uh, bad choice, I think, on both parts. If we were doing musical numbers and you picked Diamonds Are a Girl's Best Friend, maybe. But for the cohesive entire movie, nah. I'm surprised you would pick that as a musical number because according to your rules, it's the one. I guess it's not. It's the I one guess it's not in a that movie number. that's not a musical. You're right. It's not a diegetic musical number. I enjoyed the moment, though. Uh, still, not great. Anyway, you two, have you seen Gentlemen Prefer Bonds? No. I prefer brunettes, personally. Uh, gentlemen marry brunettes, actually. Uh, but anyway. Uh, Bar, what's your 21? This is where I potentially lose the episode. Spence, you're not winning, so put your arms down. Uh, my number 21 is Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory. Does Didn't anyone else so. have Willy Wonka? Didn't think so. Go ahead. I, I'm aware of this in your like top three movies ever made. Top top four. Um okay. here it sits at twenty-one. Because I'm because I'm fair. Um and it's the same problem with gentlemen prefer blondes. There's not that many musical numbers, so I think that does bring it down in the list of musicals. Um but I just really love this story a lot, even when it gets really dark, because I kind of like darkness in children's films. Um, I think Gene Wilder is giving one of the greatest performances of all time. Uh, I think what he does with that character is just brilliant. Um, I think Charlie in this uh, is really, really nice and really charming. And like you, you, you're rooting for him, even when he makes a dumbass decision you're still rooting for the kid. Um, and the thing that I love about this is like the art direction, just the way that Wonka's chocolate factory looks, even if it is a little cheap, some in like some areas, for some reason, I think that kind of adds to the atmosphere. Uh, and I think that the humor in this movie is really funny. Like, the scene where they're talking to this one woman whose husband got kidnapped and the, the, the kidnappers want her chocolate parts. And then she's like, how long do I have to decide? <laughs> so great. Um, yeah, but I think that the creativity, the world inside the chocolate factory and Gene Wilder's performance, plus some of these songs being 
really good and really memorable. There's a reason that a lot of these songs tend to get parodied is because they hold up really well. Um, so I know that this is a pick that it's a bar pick more than anyone else, but you know what? It's my list. It's my decision. I put it at 21. I had not watched this in years. Uh, and I watched it specifically because I knew you were going to have it. And then you had it, and I went, excellent. I will watch this movie. Um, I forgot how long it takes to get to the Chocolate Factory. Mm -hmm. That's a bit of a slog. Not a slog, but like it's a bit of a, it's a, bit of a drag. Mm -hmm. um, once we get to the factory, I think this kicks. Um, I think it's really fun. I think all the music is actually really good. I like all the music in it a lot. Um, pure imagination, obviously, being like chef's kiss. Um, I think the story of it is actually quite well done, uh, of just the kids and their issues and going through it. Um, I think the ending is really abrupt. Really abrupt. Um, the more I think about the movie, the more I actually think I end up leaning more towards the I like it camp, uh, or I really like it camp, but I did enjoy it. I liked it. I very I like much it. liked it. I very much liked it. Um, I would never call it one of the greatest movies ever made. I know a lot of people really love it, um, but I would never say it's one of the worst things I've ever seen. I actually, I enjoy it. It, it right at the three and a half, four star range. Um, I, and I also think it is a worthy inclusion on a top 40 musicals list. I will grant you 21. I will give you a pass at it being at 21 because I know you love it. I think this is a good musical. Uh, the other three, Willy Wonka. Did it come close? Do you like it? What's up with Willy Wonka? I'll go. Um, you know, if anyone knows anything about me, it's that I love watching a maniac deform and maim children in a chocolate factory. <laughs> okay, but can we talk about how the movie acknowledges that's what the plot is, and I never realized yes. that? Oh, the so movie that. is fully anyway. aware of the movie it's making. Correct. Um, no, I, I actually do really like this movie. This oh, was back. This was... He's very so close to making my list, but I decided not to just because I do think this is a case where the musical numbers, at least as far as I could remember, were few and far between. Uh, yeah, they're pretty least... consistent. Once Are they? The okay. they're I can only consistent. remember a couple. Like, I could only really remember the Oompa Loompa numbers, Pure Imagination, and Cheer Up Charlie were the only things I could really remember. Um, there's a there's a minute between Cheer Up Charlie and and Pure Imagination. There's a minute. Yeah, there's a hot yeah. Minute. And so, like from what I could remember, it wasn't like it didn't have enough uh, paired with like like there are some movies that I'll have that have less musical numbers, but like my love for them is strong enough that I'm willing to look past that. This wasn't one of them. Uh, I do still really enjoy it. I think like Gene Wilder giving a phenomenal, brilliant performance as Willy Wonka, a man who you both are absolutely enamored by, but cannot fucking trust with any fiber of your being. Hundred percent. Um, just from the moment he introduced, like he is introduced to you, the audience, the by fucking contract signing, falling over, and all of that. Um, yeah, I think this is a good pick. Uh, was very, very close to making my list. Matthew Willy Wonka. Uh, I know I've seen this movie, but I haven't seen it in way too long. Spence. I really like this. I think it's a lot of fun. I would never think about it in terms of a musical. Not that it's not. It's just when it comes up when it comes to making this list, I saw it. I'm like, eh, not really. Not enough Polish mermaids. 
Um, Cal- all right. Dude, I need some more fucking mermaid surgery in my musicals. <laughs> no, you Spence, what's your what's your, I think you need some brain surgery. What's your 21? Attend the tale of Sweeney Todd. Da, 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 da. But oh, it's the oh, version. yikes. Yeah. Okay, well, you literally, I spent how many movies they have you talked about this week? They had the first half, not going to lie. <laughs> it's higher. Come on. You know how, how many How many did you talk about this week? Oh, wait, I got to wait. Let's see. Hold on, what's your 21? Two. I'm going to start with a few things. Two of One. my picks were this week. Wow. <laughs> One, to paraphrase the great Adam Sandler, this is how I lose. <laughs> Secondly, I'm going to put up this sign. And third, I'm going to say two words, and Spence is going to remain silent. And those words are the and prom. Hey, Todd, what the fuck? Fuck you. (laughs) The prom. You Tom Green loving bitch. What did he say? Why the fuck does everyone think I love Tom Green? I don't know shit about Tom Green. I don't care about him. I don't have an opinion on him. Anyways, I'll admit this is probably too hot. This probably should be a mid to low 30s, if I'm being honest. But this is a movie that I just find really fun and really charming that a lot of the problems with it, I'm kind of willing to overlook. Like, I'll I'll admit right away, Corden, bad. Corden, not, not, Corden's not even necessarily bad. He just shouldn't be playing the part that he's playing. It should be Nathan Lane. We're all aware of this, and we'll move on with that statement being made. But I think uh, almost everything else this movie has going for it kind of works. I think the costumes and the sets and the production design are beautiful throughout this movie. The design of the real prom, like the, the prom that ends the first act, and then the prom at the end of the movie are both absolutely beautiful, and the costumes that they all have um, I think they set their characters up brilliantly in the first song where they make it very clear we are the most self-centered assholes in the world and we are only in this for us. But you see that change of heart that they have over time and I think it is like a very well done and not just like, oh, well, they're changed now. Like you see where their growth comes from. Um, I think Streep is fantastic and so funny. Uh, Andrew Rannells is perfectly cast in his role, uh, and Love Thy Neighbor is easily the best number in the show. Uh, I think Nicole Kidman is really, really fun in her part. Joe Ellen Pellman is uh, like a revelation in this movie. She is just absolutely fantastic. Um, uh, Ariana DeBose, uh, right before she goes into West Side Story, is really strong in this uh, with her sort of dealing with the pressure she has um keegan michael key is super charming in his relationship with meryl streep where he is just like starts as being filled with wide-eyed wonder at her presence and then sort of starts to realize who she is and that tempers a bit um yeah the way the story has its highs and lows great musical numbers uh unruly heart is great um the uh final number at the final prom is fantastic uh, it has a lot of great humor and great heart. Uh, when they're first introduced in the town, they're like, they burst into the PTA meeting. They're like, "Who are you? We are liberals from Broadway." Boo! <laughs> like, 
it's just such a great joke uh and you like it's one that you can easily miss if you're not listening closely enough but if you hear it it's so good uh them singing a song about acceptance and tolerance at a monster truck rally <laughs> and it just cuts in the middle of the song to them like being so unhappy and humiliated by it i think like yeah they're there are problems with it, and I know Spence is going to yell at me, but I don't care. It's fun. It's really charming. It has a lot of heart, and it is great for what it is. Note to self, don't be gay in Indiana. Be gay. I think um, I had it. Yeah, I had this. Yeah, yeah, go ahead. Yeah, uh, no, I think I, I mostly agree with Holtman. I think like there are issues with it but i feel like the just the uplifting uh feel good message about inclusivity uh really adds a lot and i i have fun with it i think meryl streep is just she's just delightful and her performance is just really fun she with this narcissistic character and seeing her growth um andrew reynolds i think he he is a clear standout james corden is fine it's one of his better roles i guess like he, he's not great, but Horton hasn't been great in most things. So I guess I would say he, it's one of his better roles. Uh, Joe Allen Pellman and Ariane DeBose, they are able to hold their own with the rest of the cast. And uh, I, yeah, after watching this, I was really excited for DeBose and West Side Story. Um, some the great songs, too. I think Alyssa Green is one of my favorites because uh, just DeBose is so good. And... Uh, the cinematography is really good too. Matthew Libatique, uh, if that's how you pronounce his name, he, yeah, I think he does a good job with the cinematography. You just said two of co-hosts' favorite words, which are Matthew and Libatique. <laughs> no, Matthew Libatique, great cinematographer, horrible human being. Uh, oh, but Matthew, Matthew Libatique, very, very good cinematographer. Uh, Stars board looks great. Anyway, uh, the prom. It's fine. Kind of like parts of it. Kind of don't like parts of it. I like Streep and Keegan-Michael Key. I think they're fun. I think Andrew Reynolds is great. I think there are moments where there's like flashes of it being good and funny. Corden's awful. Like, so awful. Um, Love Thy Neighbor. If Again, if this was top 40 musical numbers and you had it right here, I would be praising you and saying you could even put it higher. Because Love Thy Neighbor in The Prom is one of the best scenes of a film in 2020. I think it's an incredible musical number. Uh, the movie itself around it doesn't quite come together. I won't kill you for having it, but I will kill you for having it at 21. I think that's really high. I think this being in your 40 to 30 range, I can forgive. I can be like, all right, you know, whatever. It's, it's a guilty pleasure pick. I don't hate it. I actually quite enjoy it at times, but I would call it mid. I think there's things I like about it, things I really don't like about it. Yeah, top 40 musicals. If you're going to put it, it's in the 40 to 30. You should have talked about it last week. The fact that it's your ending episode two with it, definitely too high. Uh, bar. Counter with side. Bar. This is a movie that I really, really liked the first time I watched it. And then as it sat with me, it kind of dipped. I think it has great moments. Um, Love Thy Neighbor, as you guys brought up, fantastic moment. Andrew Reynolds is probably my favorite performance in this film. Um, the the song that um, 
she sings uh, over social media. Unruly Great heart. moment. Um, and uh, the song, the song that Keegan Michael Key sings um, at the restaurant. It's a perfect encapsulation of what drives people like me to chase that profession. Um, that's my favorite moment in this movie because that one hits me emotionally in like like my personal life. Um, otherwise, I kind of really don't like some of these characters. Even at the end of the film, I kind of still don't like them, which is my biggest problem with this film. I'm going to echo some of what Barr said. I think on the first watch, it's really nice, really fun, and really sweet. And then you sit in those feelings, and you question, <laughs> why do I feel that? And was it because the movie manipulates the fuck out of its gay audience, particularly taking advantage of them, and using them as a fucking commodity to say, hey, you'll like our film because you're gay and that's it. And I put effort into making a quality film. James Corden has more screen time than Nicole Kidman. That is a fucking problem. Joel Ellen Palman is awful. She is genuinely terrible in this film. Whoa! She exhibits no emotion. It's, it's, hi, why are you leaving me? I love you so much. And there's nothing going on. She is just relentlessly fucking happy the whole time and does not know what she's doing. At the end of the day, this is a movie that's poorly made. The original show that it could be about is fine, probably fun. The movie version is a horrendous adaptation that fundamentally misunderstands the point of the show. There's some into Joe Allen Pelman. I thought she was good. She's bad. She's actively bad. I don't think she's bad. Anyway, we have come to the end of week two. We're coming in under two hours. Let's keep it that way. Thank God. Last place. Matthew Chen. He uh, gave me a list that I think is rough as fuck. You know why? You ended on Gentlemen Prefer Blondes at the top. You gave me Grace and Les Miserables and Annette. Uh, top Hat and Mary Poppins Returns could not save you. They are too low. Swing Time was bad. I can't rate you on My Fair Lady or Rocky Horror this week, and I didn't love Belle. So really, you did not have anything that super saved you. Last place. Third place, Adelaide Spence. As hard as you didn't talk, and somehow you came third. You know how? <laughs> you, you know why? Because you Welcome opened your mouth. World. Because you opened your mouth on the Hunchback of Notre Dame, which is too high, and you opened your mouth on things that aren't even yours, so that you could get points out that got you into third. Uh, literally, the only things I can talk about this week for Hunchback, Dancer in the Dark, and and Bell. That's Belle. it. <laughs> And, like, that's it. I don't love any of those. Second place. His name is Cameron Holtzman. The prom sunk him at the very end. The prom at 21 kills you. This is how I lose. Uh, Here's the thing. Mulan, fine. Into the Woods, yes, sure. The Muppets, sure. Cyrano, sure. Funny Girl was a knock against. Muppet Christmas Carol, too high. And the prom, way too high. Absolutely second place. Yeah, that's being passable enough, baby. No, your winner with by far probably the best list of the week, Andrew Barr. Willy Wonka, great choice. Can't count you for Wizard of Oz or Beauty and the Beast or West Side Story or In the Heights or Comfort Boy or The Muppets. But those will affect you later. Right now, as for what I can talk about, White Christmas, hit. Guys and Dolls, hit. Willy Wonka, hit. Gentlemen Prefer Blondes, 
miss. So 75% batting average, I would say, gets you first place. So uh, thank you guys so much for watching. We'll be back next week uh, as we get through 20 through 11, the penultimate week of the top 40 musical series. Uh, I don't know. Will we have Polish mermaids? Will we have Mark's singers? The malls, whatever they are. Anyway, we'll see you guys next week. Bye. In case I don't see you. Good afternoon, good evening, and good night. We got a play. Then take him out of town and finish the job. I'm going to go home and sleep with my wife. Man, I'm getting out of here.